0: We all want to be with people who act like adults in relationships. But our capacity to actually act like adults in our relationships is dependent upon our capacity to take ownership and responsibility for ourselves and for the people in our lives. Boundaries are a sense of self such as personal preferences, personal aversions, personal desires, personal needs, personal feelings, they essentially represent your truth at any moment. Now many of us grow up in households where we're not allowed to have boundaries. It doesn't matter what our personal preference is, doesn't matter what our personal needs are, doesn't matter what our aversions are, we don't get to have them. Because the people that we are living with perceive our boundaries, to be a conflict with their personal preferences, personal needs, personal desires, personal beliefs, so on and so forth. Therefore, asserting our personal boundaries is met with disapproval, withdrawal and punishment. We need closeness with our parents desperately. Our survival is dependent upon it. And so we have one option to reduce this conflict, to not meet with the consequences and that is to abandon our boundaries in favor of theirs. We did these things not because it was consciously a decision that was coming from our free will. We did it because we wanted to avoid getting in trouble. Now it'd be really great if this pattern stopped in childhood, it doesn't. We progress into our adult lives with the same attitude of doing things not from our conscious free will, but because we want to avoid getting in trouble. This pattern of doing things just because we don't want to get in trouble makes it so that in our adult relationships we enact a child and punitive parent style relationship. Doesn't matter whether this is our friendships, partnerships, work relationships or any other type of relationship, we end up feeling miserably resentful and controlled in our relationships. The first thing you need to accept is that free will is actually an absolute of your existence. You have it even before you incarnate into this time-space reality that we call physical 3-D earth. Because free will is an absolute of your existence, you have to accept that even as a child, you made the choice to comply. It doesn't feel like a choice. But what's happened basically is that as a child, the consequences that you get met with are just too great. And so you comply. You as a child are actually using your free will to decide against yourself in this scenario. And because of this, it doesn't feel like that decision is actually your decision. It feels like you're forced into it. It feels like someone is putting you in the position where there is only one decision to make. And they have put you in that position. But you could still hypothetically choose not to comply. You could choose to bear the brunt of the consequences instead. None of us would expect a child to do this. It is out of the choice to self-preserve that they choose to abandon themselves for the sake of fusion with their parent. But we have to see that it is actually a choice they are making from their own free will to do so. We need to see that it's a choice they are making in order for us to understand what it means to really take ownership for a decision that we make. If in this previous scenario, a child really owned the fact, owned the decision that they were making to abandon their own boundaries, for the sake of complying, because those consequences were just too great for them. They wouldn't actually feel the same way, they wouldn't feel as controlled, they wouldn't feel like their free will is being stripped from them, and resentment wouldn't develop, because of the fact that they own that decision as theirs. We see this dynamic all the time in our adult relationships, where one person feels like they're forced into a decision because they don't want to line up with the consequences, they're trying to avoid conflict or whatever. But instead of making that choice of their own conscious free will and therefore owning the decision, they feel forced into it. And so as a result, they end up feeling controlled and resentful. This leads to all kinds of subconscious behaviors that destroy the relationship. For example, a wife asserts that she needs to see more of her husband. She's been expressing insecurity about whether the marriage will actually last because he's so unavailable. When his workday ends, he wants to go out to drink with his colleagues at the bar, but he rushes home instead, after expressing to his friends that he can't, because the old ball and chain. Referring to his wife of course. He is doing this purely to avoid the consequences. He is not doing this because he really owns her happiness as part of his best interest and therefore really owns the decision as the decision that's best for him to make. He hasn't owned it as a self-serving decision. He also hasn't really considered whether he genuinely wants to make a stand against having to be available. Therefore, when he comes home, he's irritable, acts as if he doesn't want to be there and does little things like spend a long time undressing and checking his phone as an act of rebellion against the oppressor, his wife. In reality, she isn't the oppressor at all, he has projected his own mother onto his wife. Here's another example, friend one tells friend two to invest some money in something that interests them at this time. Friend 2 doesn't want to say no, because doesn't want to deal with the conflict in the relationship and so for the sake of harmony in the relationship says okay and decides to invest. That investment goes bust. Now friend number 2 is really angry at friend number 1, feels duped by him, feels like he needs to make amends. What's happened here is friend 2 hasn't really taken ownership for the decision that he made and therefore the risks involved with that investment. Friend 1 is obviously very confused that it was implied that by investing in something that that person was assuming the risk. So even though it sucks that you lose your money, it's not my fault. The amount of examples that I could give for this dynamic are endless, but it all boils down to one thing. We have to learn to feel our free will in our relationships, in our decisions, in every step we take through life. If we make a decision, we must that decision, we must decide that that decision is in alignment with our boundaries, meaning our personal sense of self. No one can actually take away your free will. It's impossible. What people can do, and often do, is to put you in a position where the only choice to make that's self-preserving is the choice they want you to make. But you could still choose to assume the consequences which means that you can't lose your free will. If you struggle with this dynamic in your life, it is a near guarantee that you struggle with transactional styles of relationships. Here's an example of what I mean. In relationships, you're constantly giving up yourself and giving up yourself and complying and complying against your free will and developing that kind of resentment, expecting that the other person is going to do the same when it really matters to you. And when they don't, you feel super angry. In this way, your style of complying in relationships and giving up your personal boundaries is a transaction for them to do the same when it matters to you. It's not an agreement that they have said yes to, it's an invisible string. For this reason, after you watch this video, I strongly encourage you to watch my video titled Cut the Invisible Strings. Anytime you do anything, you have to ask yourself the following question. Why am I doing this? Am I doing this simply to stay out of trouble, or avoid consequences? If so, you have arrived at a crossroads. Either, you get to alter your perspective about this circumstance, so that you can really own the decision to go along with something, as your decision that you are making for your best interests. You decide that you're going to take a stand. That in this circumstance, You can't own this decision as your decision, you don't feel like it's in alignment with your best interests, and so you're going to enter into a needs conflict with the other person. But you must do this in this way. Enter into the needs conflict, taking the other person as part of yourself. So it's not a zero sum game, it's not me versus you. It's I need to take you as part of myself and you take me as part of yourself. And considering your best interests as part of my best interests, what now can we figure out to make it so it's a win-win for both of us? On the rare occasion, genuine incompatibilities arise when we find that there is no possible way to find any form of alignment between one person's best interests and another person's best interests. It is by far and away, the rare circumstance. If you end up in one of these circumstances, What happens essentially is that a shift in the relationship has to occur. Either the type of relationship has to change or the relationship ends. But I am promising you, by far and away the majority of the time when you take on a needs conflict, this does not occur. Instead of showing the incompatibilities, you find out a way to create a third solution that actually satisfies both people, that both people feel good about. Becoming an adult in our relationships has first and foremost to do with owning our free will and exercising it. We must use our free will to own the decision to include someone as part of ourselves and therefore to take the other person's best interests as a genuine part of our own best interests. It is at this point that we become responsible not only for ourselves but also for those that we love. When we do this, we do it not because we feel forced into it. We do this because we genuinely want to do it. Have a good week.